Hi, I'm Samantha Varner, and this is the She Needs Grit podcast, the show where I dig into how to prioritize profit in your business and build an empire using grit and strategy and doing it in a simple, no BS kind of way. Let's get started. excited today and have conversations with you guys around building your sales success and really continuing to develop the profit in your business. So these are the four things you need to work on in your sales calls. And these sales calls can be just a conversation, right? Not all of you are going to sit down and do a consult with a client, but this is what you really want to establish. There are a lot of opportunities of sales scripts and perfect words to say, And I really don't think that that helps. I think that as a sales professional in your company, you need to establish what your personality is for selling. You need to make sure that you come across exactly how you are when they get to work with you day in, day out, moving forward. So instead of a script, I want you to think about these four areas. I want you to think about the first part of it is you want to work on the rapport and the comfort level. So you want to have them feel good about that conversation and secure about that conversation with you. You want to establish commonalities. If you met them at a barbecue and they have a kid the same age as you, you want to remember that. And by remember, I do not mean use your memory. We will all forget. Write it on the back of their business card or make a little note in your phone. Met Janet, barbecue. She has kids our age. They just took a trip to Mexico. Okay, so then when she comes onto the call or they're booking a trip to Mexico and you get on the call and you say, hey, Janet, how's it going? I know you're now into the summer holidays with the kids. How is that going? I know my house is chaos. You can have that dialogue. And then you can say like, how did the Mexico trip? Did you get that booked? Where are you going? Have you got that sorted? I heard seaweed's terrible this time of year. Did you figure out something that's not in the seaweed area? So It's just establishing something that A, you're important to them. Sorry, they're important to you. You're also important to them. But you're establishing that you've taken the time to remember them. And I'm sure all of you, when you think about that, you think about how how good that feels when somebody in your life remembers the thing that you said to them and engages you in the thing that's important to you, right? Your kids being home, your holidays, whatever it is. Those things are important. And if you've shared them, you're probably proud of them. Or you don't love summer with your kids. Whatever that might be, whether it's a commiseration or a celebration, we can have that discussion and create that rapport. So you start there. The second part with a sales consult in any kind, so whether it becomes the barbecue chat that kind of gets going or it's a proper consult, you're the boss. And this is sometimes where entrepreneurs will go awry. They will kind of forget that they're leading the call. They won't put it out there really specifically. They won't set the stage and outline for the client what to expect in the call. And all of a sudden you will find you've given them, let's say you do a 30 minute call. You've inadvertently talked for five minutes and then given them 25 minutes to talk about their problem. And now they have to go because that's the end of the meeting. And you have had no opportunity to share what your skills are, 
what your solution is or how they could work with you. So you wanna really set that outline and be the boss, move it along, be like, okay, great. I'm gonna give you a couple of minutes to give me the big outline of what you wanna work on. And then we're gonna talk a little bit about how this would be a good fit, how I work with my clients, what it would look like to work together. How does that sound to you? And you get their buy-in to that. And then you say, okay, let's start with you. Tell me a little bit about yourself, right? Then you want to listen. You want to talk only through asking questions. So you wanna pull out from them exactly what they're trying to accomplish by working with you. And the, the one thing, if I could tell you anything about a sales call that you remember from this talk today is the fact that they chose to get on a sales call with you. They want what you're offering. Right. And so often we feel like, ah, I'm nervous. I'm not sure. Maybe they want it. Maybe they don't know. They have a problem and they're actively seeking a solution. Just like if you go on to Yelp to find the closest pizza place next to you that has thin crust pizza. They have hopped on this call because they're pretty sure you have a solution to the problem that they want. So now it's just up to you to provide the solution and to do it in a way that they feel engaged and motivated to take advantage of, okay? So we've done a lot of questions. We have an idea. Now we're gonna talk back to them with sentences like, and if this feels awkward to you, don't do it like this, but sentences like, what I heard you say, or the most important part for you is solving X, Y, and Z. And they're gonna say, yep, yeah, that's right, exactly right. or no, probably a little bit more of this. Okay, so you clarify that. And then the next sentence you say is something like, that's exactly what I do. I help people accomplish X, Y, and Z, just like that. And we don't do what often happens with entrepreneurs. We don't fall into the trap of, and here's all the ways you can do it. Let me show you. So we would just correct this and you could start managing that. And this would be the solution for this. And all of a sudden you start kind of offering your actual service before they've even hired you, right? So you want to restrain from that and be like, yes, I can solve that exact problem for you. That's exactly what I do. And they're going to say something to that. And a lot of times what I'm finding is that clients then say, okay, how can I work with you? What does it look like to work with you? What are the, you know, maybe they want the details. Maybe they want the price. Okay. So when we get to the price tag, how many of you put a little thumbs up or maybe a thumbs down? How many of you get to the price and feel a little bit stumbly or a little bit insecure, a little bit unsure about just saying your price? Does that feel comfortable for everybody? Or is everybody like, no, that feels awkward. Okay, <laughs> nice. Anybody else? Anybody? Awkward, okay. Okay, so before we go to how to say your price on a sales call, let's talk a little bit about a trick I learned and I can't remember who it is. I need to like sit down and think about who, who said this to me. But I tell my clients this all the time. I recommend to you that every time you go into the bathroom and you wash your hands, and you're looking at yourself in the mirror for that nine seconds that you're there doing that, 
say your price out loud. Now you don't have to do it in a public bathroom. That's going to be weird. And people are going to think you're crazy. But if you go into the bathroom and you wash your hands and you say the exact answer a client would need. So, so it's $5,000 to work with me for one month. Let's just say, okay, hypothetically. So every time you go to the bathroom, you're going to walk in there and you're going to say, yes, my price is $5,000 to work with me as your personal caterer. And then you're going to dry your hands and walk on. And every time you do that, and when you think about how many times it's going to get to the point that it's as comfortable as telling somebody your phone number, right? It, it just works that muscle of like, get rid of any of that anxiety or that like weird feeling that then makes you really cringy when you go to say it. And clients won't necessarily pick up on that. They won't be able to say like, she was really weird about that, but you, they will feel something. The energy changes, right? A second ago, you're telling me I can solve your problems and it's amazing. And I, yep, this is exactly it. And the next thing you're stumbling all over your words when you go to talk about money. So you want to eliminate that stumbly trippy problem. So every time you go to the bathroom, talk to yourself in the mirror, like a crazy person and tell yourself how much it costs to work with you until it just is smooth and comfortable. Okay. So going back then to the pieces of the sales call and number four. So now we've had, you know, we're all in summer now, wherever you are in the country and it's hot and you're drinking more water. So you have done this a lot. You have gone to the bathroom. You are really comfortable about saying, saying your price. And then you don't talk. You don't talk when you tell a client what their, what your price is. You give them the space to process that because maybe they weren't sure how much it was to work with you, or maybe they're trying to do mental math gymnastics to see how they could make that happen. Or maybe they're trying to come up with, okay, what's the first thought in my head? Do I have questions? Am I concerned? Does this, does this work with what I expected? Our natural inclination is to fill the space with a lot of like, jabber, 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 because we feel awkward and we feel unsure about what that might look like for people. But when we fill the space, it doesn't allow for the client to evaluate what they think and to come up with, if they have them, any objections. So you want to give them space to come up with, oh, that's more than I thought. Okay, perfect. That's okay. Now you can work with that because now you actually know what they're thinking and you can have the conversation around what they're actually thinking instead of filling the silence with what you assume they're thinking, which rarely is the same thing, right? We make a lot of assumptions and a lot of statements without a lot of fact behind it. Usually it's just kind of what our thoughts are about money more than anything else, okay? So if we go through... As you're building that sales mastery and you're working through how you have a dialogue with a client, if you just concentrate on making sure to include these four pieces and getting very, very comfortable to talking about your money, right? And what you can create for the client. And I think um, there's, a, there's a message here from Coach Hess, and I agree so much. The idea of pairing your price with a guarantee to help increase conversion rates. 
that can be a really good strategy. And sometimes I'll have the, the conversation with clients where they're like, ooh, but how do I guarantee if the person is going to create the result that they want? Say you're a weight loss coach and there's a lot of factors around somebody losing weight, most of which you can't personally control as the coach, right? They could still go and eat a dozen donuts a day, every single day, and you're not capable of stopping them. But being able to say, these are the results I've gotten with clients before, I can guarantee if you follow my program, if you implement my system, if you engage my services and follow along my instruction, your results can be guaranteed. Right? And you can come up with what that guarantee language is. It doesn't have to be, I guarantee 100% increase in your profit. That's not it. Because oftentimes you're going to come back to what is it they're looking for? Are they looking to build more confidence in their business? Are they looking to increase their customer base? Are they, for you guys, it's all different, right? Depends on what your business is. But think of a way that you can kind of put something that feels like guarantee language. The other piece I really want to talk to today is the sales process. And this is, I'm going to talk about microwave popcorn, which seems like a really insane sort of thing to bring up when we're talking about sales. But I think what happens as entrepreneurs is we get anxious when we start to be doing different marketing or we start to implement a new system or we are lead generating like day and night. We're doing a really good job. We're meeting new humans, we're having conversations, and it's not necessarily translating into sales. I want you to think about when you're having that feeling, when you're going through that stage in your business, whether it's at the beginning or honestly, every time you scale your growth, you're going to run into this again. The concept of microwave popcorn is just that you've got the bag, you throw it in the microwave. We all know it's three minutes or use that popcorn button. and to begin with, the first, whatever it is, almost a minute probably, the first minute, nothing appears to be happening. How many of us peek through the window and check and it's still flat and did I do it the right way? Is the flaps flapping up? And you think, I am doing all the work. The microwave is working. I can hear it whirring around and no popcorn is happening, right? Nothing is popping. So then if we don't open the door, and opening the door is always stopping what we're doing, stopping having sales conversations, stopping engaging with Janet at the barbecue or whoever else is there. If we keep start stopping because we think it's not working, it stops heating up the popcorn. But the kernels in the popcorn, you have to leave the door shut and you have to let it heat up and you have to let it continually heat up. But what also has to happen is they don't all pop at the same time right? And we get like a one-to-one. -one. I had one sales call. I should have one client. I met 10 people at that barbecue. One of them should be a client. I networked all the time. I did a whole month of networking and I have no new clients. What is happening? What am I doing wrong? And I think really considering you're not doing anything wrong. You're being visible. You're getting out there. You're engaging with people. It's just that everybody's kernel pops at a different rate than everybody else's. And we forget that as business owners where we start to feel like nothing is working. And what ends up happening with most entrepreneurs that I see 
is nothing is happening. And so they burn the whole thing down and try some new marketing strategy or try some new way of doing a sales script or try and find clients at a whole new networking event because obviously this one's not working. When in reality, it's about giving it enough time to pop the popcorn, right? Actually taking the time to let the popcorn pop until it does, right? And that really comes back to, I think, comes back to grit, to knowing that we're going to be successful if we stick it out for long enough, right? And not give up before we actually see the results, but trust that the microwave is going in the background, the oil is heating up and those popcorn kernels are right there. So don't open the door. Don't change anything. Just let it cook. Okay. That is pretty much it for me. Again, go visit me over on Instagram and you can find all of the places that I exist on the World Wide Web there for sure.